Welcome back to Unfiltered and Unhinged. Hello. Welcome. Hello. This, as much as we're giggling and laughing now, this is a serious topic that we are discussing because I don't want to make light of it because it's not something to take lightly. But basically, we're going to be discussing the toxic mold that is Andrew Tate and all his ideologies and his philosophies and um, taking them from the viewpoint of a woman. Three. Anyone like to begin? <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's, he's, well, if you don't know who Andrew Tate is, he's very quickly rose to fame for his misogynistic, very sexist views on women um, a lot of his illegal activity, his empire, I say it with air quotations. Um, Basically, it's a pyramid scheme that preys on the young and impressionable it does. men, unfortunately. And unfortunately, it is those young and impressionable men that fall into his trap of, um, you know, women need to be this and women need to be that. And that's all he really talks about and. We're not going to talk so much into the alleged um, trafficking and the rape allegations and things like that. I mean, we can, but we have to state that they are allegations. Yeah, they've not been proven quite yet. But he basically made his start because I was doing a couple of notes today and uh, he was first seen on Big Brother in 2016 the uk big brother and he was actually kicked out of the house because a video had surfaced now he has he has come out and said that you know that it was it was consensual it was it was role play that you know the i think was it the mirror or the sun or something that had published it had cut bits out but basically a video had surfaced of him um allegedly uh, hitting this woman with a belt, uh, calling her a whore and to counter bruises. And she had locked herself into a bathroom. Uh, but as he said, that it was cut down. It was completely consensual. From someone who watched the video, didn't really look like she was having a whale of a time. I think if anyone has to lock themselves in a bathroom, whether it's away from a man or a woman, you're not exactly having the time of your life and it's not fun. But that's one of the many things that he has done. He also tweeted uh, around the time of uh, of when Me Too started that uh, he tweeted that uh, sexual harassment is disgusting and inexcusable. However, a man looking at you or whistling at you or asking your name isn't harassment. Women have been exchanging sex for opportunity for a very long time. If you put yourself in a position to be raped, you must bear some responsibility. He's a vile human being. So, I mean, look, he has come out and he has, uh, oh, also he he moved to Romania because he um, had essentially said, that uh, in Eastern European countries, it's easier to get off on rape charges. Uh, It's probably 40% of the reason why I moved there. I like the freedom. Uh, 
he also said that he wouldn't let his girlfriend go to a nightclub without him. Um, that uh, she he would fear that she would find another male partner. If you're that insecure that you have to label your woman, or in his case, women, as your property, and you feel like you can't let them out of your sight, that's not a woman problem. That is, I'm an insecure man who likes flashing my money and my cars uh, to all women because he assumes that they're all materialistic and that's what they'll come to him for. And then also is like, well, no, I can't let her out without me because I don't want her going off with somebody else. Also made the bold claim that he likes being with 18 and 19 year olds because he can make an imprint on them. It's probably because any woman your own age and has an IQ and is not materialistic and is actually looking for a decent human being, they wouldn't touch you with a 10 foot barge pole. They could see right through your fucking bullshit. It's why he goes for the 18, 19 year olds, because when you're of that age, what do you want? You like the lavish lifestyle. You want the money. You want the cars. You want someone to look after you and take care of you. But what happens when those 18, 19 year olds get a bit of a taste of, well, actually, this is what life is like without having someone overbearing me and like being on top of me 24 seven. I can do all these things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And to him, that's just it's 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 non-existent another thing that he said in the podcast which this is how i found out about him and that he was circling the internet a little bit he'd went on a i believe it was a podcast he'd mentioned that if a woman has an instagram and she's cheating or some sort or she's she's a she's a, a whore or something like that like and it's like but you can have one yeah i can have one because i can have lots of women but she can't have one. And what she what she posts will be controlled by me. But also, if she has an OnlyFans, mm-hmm. then he gets a cut of the profit. That was another one that I see not long after that one, which made me think, oh, this guy is a prick. <laughs> like, look, he has come out and he did a response video because a very lovely man. I encourage everyone to go and watch it. We love him. Everyone should watch uh Daz Black's video that he'd done about Andrew Tate he did a response to it he wasn't all that pleased with it but we'll get into that a little bit later but he basically like he said in his response that he plays this character online that everything he says is taken out of context that this is a character that he portrays online that he has a very good relationship with his mother and his sisters. He was raised right. I don't doubt that the man was raised right. Okay. I don't doubt that at all. Here's where I take issue with him saying, it's just a character I'm playing online. Like you look at someone like Daz Games. He plays essentially the kind of character online of quote unquote, He's a bit of a nerd. He likes gaming. He makes funny videos, reactions to things like that's his quote unquote character. And people will come to watch him because he's funny and he's genuine and there is no facade there. The issue I take with Andrew Tate is that you're you're stating that you're portraying a character, but you're coming out with all these statements like 
you know, that like I'm physically stronger than a woman, like I could beat her ass. If you uh, if you get raped, you have to take some accountability for it. All of these statements, I understand they're to trigger you to be controversial. But you ha- you can't then play the victim and say it was taken out of context. What context did you have before tweeting the statement you said about rape? Like, what was the context there that was missing? Because you tweeted it, you said it, but yet the things you say are taken out of context. It doesn't make sense. Like, you can say trigger words and be controversial and, like, gain in a crowd. But once you have the crowd there, if you're worrying that things are going to be taken out of context, then explain it in your videos in full what you meant mm-hmm. he doesn't do that i like everything i have seen about this man over the past couple of weeks nothing to me has said it's been taken out of context and what's more scary is the amount of young men and women defending him and saying that when they watched his response video his final message it was all things like oh after watching that i realized he was just trying to help people like he was just he was just trying to help everyone and like he's been painted as the bad guy no, sir, you very much did that yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not a case of taking out of context, sir, be- as he's so saying, because everything he said has been said so many times by him. That's like, as you, as Tori said about the, if a woman has Instagram, it's cheating. In that same tone, he turned around and said, but if he talks to other women, it's not cheating. If a woman talks to a man, that is cheating. It's one way for him, one for another, and it doesn't work because there is no equal footing. Hmm. And it is. I mean, in one sense, it should, the amount of young men and women that do support him, you'll find they are the same as him. And it's actually a vile thing to have to go through, like listen to people saying, oh, he's just trying to help. Yeah, he's trying to help create more of him. And if it's a character, that's worse because it's going to create real versions of it. Mm. You should never want that kind of reputation. It It's not teaching you anything except that it's okay to be misogynistic and get angry at women for things that they have no control over. And I'm sorry, no one likes to be whistled at. No. No, it's it's a vile thing. It happened to me yesterday, and I had George next to me. Like I was walking you next put to put in the group chat. Yeah, yeah. I was literally arms length away from him. We might as well have been holding hands. And a guy that was sitting next to the restaurant we were going in whistled at me. And George didn't laugh it off, but he didn't think of it as a bad thing until like it upset me because I was like, mm. it's actually quite horrible. I was like. Don't get me wrong, I liked how I looked last night. I thought I looked really good. Doesn't mean I want a random man. I'm yes, just gonna sorry. I'm just gonna pipe in and just say she looked very divine last night. She looked eatable and she looked like a snack. Sorry, <laughs> moving on. But it doesn't mean that I want a random stranger st- sitting on the floor of the, next to the restaurant to whistle at me as if I'm a piece of meat because I'm not. And if I he's doing he that. He doesn't comprehend that the statements he makes, no matter how cruel or how, like his way of thinking is so severely backwards. It's almost caveman-like. Like 
Caveman see fire. Oh, fire burn. Caveman see woman. Woman mine. Like, he doesn't see, like, he can't seem to comprehend that. And he also has a thing, like, when women have called him out and he's like, oh, the, the feminists are, are mad. Like, they, you know, they just, the feminists are, are you know, they, they're men haters, you know, they, they're this, they're that, they're going to have their opinion, whatever, whatever. He can't seem to comprehend for years like it's never been equal footing for men and women it hasn't men have always had things come easier to them it's just it's just the way whether it's in work life whether it's you know opportunities outside of work it's just it's always been unequal and he can't seem to grasp like when he was on his podcast and he asked a group of girls that were around him what they wanted to do and some of them said they wanted to be doctors they wanted to do this and then he had asked some of them did they want to have kids most of them said yes a few of them said that they didn't that they would much rather focus on their career they wanted to travel they wanted to do all this and he said if you don't produce children your life is meaningless which means you are going to the backwards way of thinking of the women stay at home they mind the kids. I go do like man stuff. I bring home money. You stay at home and mind kids. Your life is meaningless unless you are able to bring kids into this world. He can't comprehend that women have had to fight from literally the right to vote to the right of equal pay and to be seen equally to men. He doesn't want women to be seen as equal to him. He doesn't also want a woman that's going to challenge his way of thinking. He wants someone that is submissive, will yes, agree and nod to everything he says because he doesn't want to he doesn't want someone to challenge him intellectually and also in a life sense that like, well, if you have your goals, I also have mine and they are just as good if not better than your goals because I want to achieve more than imprinting on 18 and 19-year-old girls. As somebody who falls into the bracket of not being able to have kids by myself, hearing what he said to those women on that podcast made me so angry, so angry. And I've known since I was about 19 that having kids naturally wasn't an option. So if I was sat at that table and I'm being belittled and bullied into talent, into being made that I'm the problem because I'm choosing my career over bringing life into this world. Like, he doesn't know those women. He doesn't know that they don't know that they can't have... He doesn't know anything about them. One of them said she wanted to be a doctor and he belittled her. She's bringing either bringing children into this world or she's helping people grieve. And she's helping people save life. And he's telling her that she, because she, it, it makes me angry because I wouldn't want to be in the same room as him. I'm being, well, yet, well, yet that was, yet that's taken out of context. Like his statement was taken out of context. No, but yet not. he sat in front of these women and said, to the, ones that, to the ones that wanted to have kids, you're great. You're doing something meaningful. Yeah. The ones that wanted to be doctors or wanted to be photographers or wanted to do something with their life other than maybe bring kids into the world, you had no life's purpose in his mind. 
it's it's bullying in my eyes it really it fucking is. is it's it was it was playing with them more bullying like they kept looking at each other like and i'm thinking what like not that it's any of his fucking business but what if you said that one of those girls could be potentially could not have kids of her own and you're bullying her if i was sat at that fucking table would have ripped his fucking head off mm. But, like, that's why he doesn't bring in, like, did you notice most of the women on, like, at that podcast were in their, like, 19, 19, maybe early 20s, like, no more than maybe 21, 22. He's never had someone, like, his own age or mature enough sit down and have a conversation with him about these philosophies and ideologies because he knows that any woman with a brain cell and who actually is not materialistic and could care less about fucking flashy cars and like living off in Romania because it's easier to get away with stuff could care less they're like I want a partner that is going to be equal with me that supports what I do who challenges me but isn't going to belittle me by if, if I turn around and say do you know what I don't want to work my nine to five anymore. I really, really want to do photography or I want to be an artist or I want to do something like that. Something that's not considered like the average day, ordinary job. Like you don't want someone that's going to belittle that. You want someone that's going to be like, I support your decision. If you're happy in doing that, you do it. Not stay at home and pop out the kids that I want. But then again, when he when when he was to bring kids into this world, I feel sorry for them because he'd be a very absent dad. He wouldn't want to be around them if you think about it. He says he wants children brought into this world. Yeah, but dude, are you going to take care of the ones that you're producing? But he also wants like more than one partner. Like he doesn't have a woman; he has women. Which means you mean to tell me that if you want, like, if you had five. 10 girlfriends and they're all your property as you say you want all of them to have kids and you feel like that your pyramid scheme that you essentially are tricking all of these impressionable young men into doing so that they can become a top g and make all this money that that's going to support all these babies that you want to have no think there's something i think it's from new girl you got one fucking life got one fucking woman that's it you don't get to pick and fucking choose mm-hmm. you do not get to pick and fucking choose you get one fucking woman you get one fucking life don't be so fucking greedy mm. and if you the thing is he could get five six women pregnant he would not pay child support and we all know it we all fucking know it he, he wouldn't, wouldn't see not. i don't think he'd do it legally now listen these are all our opinions i don't want any fucking andrew tate fans or andrew tate himself coming at us these are our opinions this thing that you like to quote that you have the freedom of speech to say whatever you want online and have freedom of consequences of course you can but also be prepared for the fact that other people have freedom of speech and can give their opinions on certain things you could prove us all wrong and turn out to be the best polyamorous dad in the feckin' world. Of course you could. But in my opinion, with what I've seen of you so far, I don't think he would legally pay child support and have it go through the proper systems. Do I think he'd pay off each mother 
a lump sum maybe every month to keep them quiet and keep them off his doorstep so he could continue living his bachelor lifestyle we don't we don't know that he's not already doing that exactly we, we don't even know if there's even spawns of satan running around so that's what's so sad is like imagine your father being under tape like how much of a fucking disappointment did you want but like do you know what plays at the back of my mind as well is just it always niggles there a small bit is that what if this is a big if that what he says is true that all of this is me portraying this villain this character to gain people in to listen to my way of thinking and underneath all of that flashy shit the cars the money all of that there is actually someone decent like way way down but he's so consumed with the fact that i need to be this person to get all these people to worship me which is essentially what he's done there is a good percentage of men and women that worship him and the way he thinks but it makes me wonder like what if all of this is literally the biggest fucking hoax and he actually could be some way of a genuine person underneath but to him this is more important being the poster boy of like misogyny and like having everyone hate me because I'm still getting views I'm still getting spoken about as much as my Instagram and my Facebook and my Twitter and all of that was banned I can still go back and make more accounts mm-hmm. Makes yeah, in that respect though even if everything came out like it was a hoax it was just purely a character he's actually this completely like angelic so to say, person, he'd never outlive the fact that he was a misogynistic, sexist man. Yeah. That on no, well, no, not to say no one, because obviously he's had women, mm-hmm. but no person with like dignity is going to want to put themselves with that reputation. Oh, yeah. What you put on the internet stays there forever. So if like that, if this is all just one giant gag for him, nobody is ever going to like if he meets a possible partner down the line and like they want to get married and someone goes, oh, like, like, who are you with? And she's like, oh, his name is Andrew, like, whatever, whatever. And they're like, is this not the same guy that said if women get raped that they are they have to be held accountable for it. They are the ones that, you know, you have to take responsibility for it. Or is that the same guy whose views on women were so backwards they may as well have been back in, like, caveman times? He'll never outlive or outlive or outgrow the reputation he's created for himself. It's not like someone else has forced it on him. He put it on himself. Mm. By making all the episodes of the podcast that he's on, every video that we've seen on tiktok is it everything sticks around you may delete it he could end up at some point realizing how shit of a person he is and want to remove everything that's not going to happen so so many people will have the receipts of him being andrew tate the misogynist 
they're not going to care if he turns out to be the best guy on earth because mm. why would you when that's the persona you've been given that's my other mm. grind with him was that he said in his response video like like nobody understands like how much I care about women. Like nobody donates to women's charities as much as I do. Nobody yeah. donates to any other charities as much as I do. So I'm like, I'm sorry. You think because you donate money to women's charities and however, like however much amount of money you want to give to them, you think that because you deem yourself as this worthy, like high up person that I'm so humble and grateful that I'm giving money to women's charities and all these other charities. You think that magically like excuses and pardons all of the other stupid crap that you have stated online in videos. It doesn't and it never will. And especially in a time when like that, as you say, Caitlin, keeping receipts and cancel culture is so fucking trigger happy. Not going to happen. It took one man, a jolly plump, as he calls himself, funny guy on the Internet to make one. I don't know. Was it an hour long, 45 minute long video pointing out everything that women have been saying? But it took one man to say it. And suddenly Facebook didn't want him having having an account. Instagram didn't want him having an account. Facebook didn't want him having one. Twitter didn't want him having one. So what was the difference? Is that back to my same statement that men, men and women are never been on equal footing and that it took a man to dethrone another man and have other men listen and say maybe, hey, like maybe we should be listening about this a bit more or was it simply the fact that this was a guy who doesn't normally get involved in internet stuff or controversial things and it took for him to snap before everyone else was a bit like, oh, hang on a second now, he makes some good points. As somebody who's followed Daz for a very long time, it would have taken him a lot for him to do the reaction video of Andrew Tate and he's came out since and he said he earned no money from that and he said that even if he did earn money from that he was going to donate it anyway but with that being said I've watched Daz for years like he's possibly one of my favorite creators as Daz watches are possibly one of my favorite videos to watch especially there's a couple of comfort ones I watch mm. but for him to have to He'd been approached multiple times. People were begging him, please, Daz, please, please do a video on Andrew Tate. And it got to the point where he was getting hun hundreds hundreds of messages an Women hour. Women were phoning him yeah. with their alleged, I have to say it, alleged experiences with him. Yeah, And yeah. that's what it took for him to be like, well, I'm now having women crying on the phone telling me their their alleged stories with him and they must be that bad that i need to say something daz is the most down-to-earth chill person you'll ever meet he doesn't let oh, anything bother him he's an absolute sweetheart. sweetheart he really is he's a little sweetheart but my thing is that it's taken him so much 
to come up and speak against Andrew Tate. Like, yes, it took one man. It took a man that has a lot of patience and a lot of, he's such a feminist and he supports every person underneath the sun. And it just, when I seen that he was doing a video, I, as a fan of Dazza's, got so excited that I couldn't physically control my excitement. Like, a messaging people in the mic, oh my god, Dazza's going to do a video on that going... Das isn't the kind of man to video and undertake. Like he took the time to like properly research everything instead of just like that going in like like trigger cocked like ready to go. Like he even calls out like like he's a feminist, but he's like he calls out the extreme feminists, the ones that whose views are so anti men that he even calls them out as if to say, well, listen. It's not all men. It's not always yeah. been like that. You you can't exactly go around and bash everyone. But I will say, I got a chance to watch a, like a small snippet of uh, Andrew Tate's response to Daz's video. And it, it was nearly, I honest to God, I would have preferred if he went on to the video and he like cursed and blind and called him every name under the sun. It was nearly more cruel of a response to pity him because that's what it was. Yeah, It was him and his brother taking the video he had made and then looking at past videos he had made and pitying him because they had taken a snippet of a video he had done which said, once again, was calling out the extreme feminists, saying that they are the ones that are just anti-men, they hate them, and the problem is is that they've only ever dated assholes, that when a nice guy like me, who is not the best looking, but is like funny and is like kind of quirky and nerdy, if like I went up to them in a nightclub, you wouldn't pick me because you want to go for the assholes. And they took that... And then they decided to run with the pity party of saying, oh, he's overweight. Like he doesn't have the self-control to stop what's going into his mouth. So like he is overweight, doesn't look after himself. I feel sorry for the poor guy because he's not going to get any pussy after this video. I would just like to clarify, has anybody else seen Das's girlfriend? Because I fancy her. Oh my god gorgeous she is stunning and i yeah. definitely know fine well she ate with daz for the money she fucking adores the pants of him because she's as nerdy as, she, as he is and i love daz daz is the kind of guy that i would go for because he's funny daz is the person i would bring home to my parents yes he, he is like is. he's the joker he's like very witty his one-liners are fantastic but like it's not fucking like I've got all this much money and I've got these really nice cars and like my house is this amazing. No, he's probably the guy that's like, I've got Captain America's shield like in my room. Like you can I have see it in the corner like, yeah, and I'm like, like dude, I'm really it. proud of it. Like it's, it's so cool. And like, that's the guy's most women, most mature women go for because, okay, fair enough. I will say from probably the ages of like 16, 17, up until maybe 21, 22, 
was looks a major part of what I would look for in lads. Mm -hmm. 100% it was. As I have gotten older, I could care. Do looks play a part in it? Yes. Is it a small percentage of what I'm looking for? Yes. Because I'm much more interested in the lad that can hold a decent conversation with me, that is actually interested to hear in what my hobbies and interests are, that wants to know what my life goals are, who wants to be able to like come in, sit down with my parents, like meet the family. Like that's the guy that I now idolize as now that I'm 25. I'm not looking for the fucking, the lads that want to show off and flex their muscles like buffoons in the nightclubs. Like I'm not interested. I want the lad that's going to come up and talk to me. And that's where I think the disconnect for Andrew Tate is, is he doesn't understand the women that pass him by because he's, he's flashing his cash and is right, is arriving to the nightclubs in his fancy cars. He can't comprehend why those women are walking past him and aren't interested if I, I'm going to be brutally honest, if I will pass on Andrew Tate, I go, Ugh. and that is because bald men don't do it for me. And he is very much fucking bald. And he's very much, like Daz said, he looks like a minion. He looks like Kevin. Oh, he God. looks like Kevin. Those edits had me howling. Oh, I just, Caitlin, what, what you, you did, you, you got a chance to watch uh, Daz's video. Yes. Yeah. What was your, what was your take on it? See, Daz looks like a lovely guy. And I'm like, you can see it because he just, it's like the start of the video being like the ringing of the phone. Mm. And I was like, he looks so upset when he was talking about like the calls he's had and the fact that he's had to take those calls while he was doing that. But then even the way he was t- saying it, ev- he just wanted everyone to realize like that he what like Andrew Tate is not the person to follow. Mm. He, he just wanted people to see the videos for what they were not the character but just the misogyny that was in it and as much as obviously I appreciate the fact that he's done the video it is still frustrating that a man has had to make a video like that it's Mm -hmm. upsetting it's upsetting that all the amounts of women for the last what six years since the big brother yeah it was 2016 when he was on six years of people probably stating that he's not a good person he's a misogynist and sexist and all that the fact that it has taken a man to do it it's upsetting because it kind of does it's not equal footing yeah can i can i just sorry can continue on the same note you do have to appreciate the fact that he's done he's taken that time to go through it watch the videos pick up on all the bits and pieces that jane um, Andrew Tate has stated in his videos and narrated the, through you through like how much of an idiot you'd have to be to pe- post it online. It's like you appreciate that he's done that. It took a lot of time. You can tell the video is 54 minutes long. Yeah. 
I think another thing that made me giggle, and this is just like, <laughs> the aftermath of everything that went down, was when Daz started its video in the aftermath, and he's got a cup of tea, and he's like, he's like, <laughs> look what we did. <laughs> It was his facial expression that got me. It was just like, he was just, it, it had a look of smoke to it. But in reality, he was laughing inside because it was just so funny. Because yeah. within 48 hours of his video, if that, Andrew was removed from all social media platforms. Because all his all his little minions were like, oh, like this fat YouTuber thinking like he's going to do anything, like he can't do nothing. And then Daz had even tweeted, well, this fat youtuber has done this so far and there's only more to come because at that stage he had only had his instagram and his facebook gone and then after that i think another 24 hours later his youtube and his twitter and his and something else was was gone as well it's brilliant to see isn't it i mean i'm i'm just gonna somebody somebody i'd seen it either a podcast or a video or something like that online and if anybody was a i mean i was around at the time but i wasn't really made aware of the situation but back in 2012 there was a um a entrepreneur as he would class himself called hunter moore that was online that had the website is anyone up that post revenge porn and that documentary came out not that long ago i don't think and i watched the full thing um I watch a lot of Netflix documentaries so that was just something that was just next on my list and I watched it and the, it was horrific to watch because not long after Hunter Moore's documentary came out this was when Andrew Tate went like this and the reason he went like this was because people were comparing Hunter Moore and Andrew Tate as the same person but he's 10 years later which is worrying because if Hunter Moore back in 2012 had a revenge porn site that not even the police could stop for nearly almost two or three years, mm. how long was it going to take the police to stop Andrew Tate? How long was it going to take them? Now, granted, they can't arrest him on anything because he's in a different country because he's ran like a fucking chicken rather than own him to his fucking horrible acts that he has done. But they were comparing them because they had the same attitude towards women. Now, granted, Hunter was in a very committed relationship with a girl. With that being said, he was still very misogynistic to all other women and did not care about women's mental health. He did not care about anything like that. He was removed off social media when he went to jail, I believe, but I believe he's back on. But he released a statement saying he doesn't regret anything that he did. And it came out that he had to have a psyche valve. And it was it came out that he was actually a either a psychopath or sociopath. I can't remember which one they, they diagnosed him as, purely because he literally didn't care for anything i think i think a, a sociopath is the one that feels like no yeah. uh, remorse no yeah it was it was it was definitely classed as a sociopath but it was it was it it came out like that and it was like fuck me like jesus Christ. and he even in when he was i mean it took the police a long time to nail him like bless the hearts they were doing all they can i mean it took that mom and all of our courage to get, she was like, I'm not going to let all these women down just because you're going to stop my daughter getting her photos taken down. 
for a summary of what if is anyone up.com was it was a revenge porn site that was basically photos of nude women that had been taken on the cameras that had been emailed to them or something along those like something had been hacked into those photos were then taken illegally from their servers from their phones things like that and they were posted on to the website and with their home addresses with their uh, facebook links their family links anything that you wanted to know about them hunter would find and he would post about it and they're comparing Andrew Tate to Hunter more purely because he was that fucking misogynistic and he was that cruel and he was that cold towards women that we're thinking, fuck me, this is 10 years later. Is this something we've got to deal with again as women? We've already had to deal with Hunter Moore. How the fuck are we going to deal with Andrew Tate? And yes, the witness is a lot bigger than it was in 2012. But still, we as women still don't have a voice in that sense. And it takes a man like Daz to come and be like, uh uh-uh, uh, shut the fuck up. And then all of a sudden he shut up. But obviously he did do that response video. Mm. So we still got to deal with that. I'll tell you what my worries are uh, about Andrew Tate's philosophy and the fact that he runs his, whatever he calls it, his school on how to be a top G and whatever it's all it's all young men that are primarily subscribed to it and and are trying to learn his ways so short story just to give a comparison I remember being out in a nightclub years ago and this was before the era of Andrew Tate it was before it was the era of like men idolizing these like social media lads online that lived their best lives i remember being in a nightclub and there were these lads around the bar and i was with two of my friends and they didn't want to go up and order the drinks because they were a bit awkward and they didn't they were a bit nervous about the crowd that was in this particular place so i said i'll go up and i'll get them so i went up asked for the drinks and there was this guy with his like back turned to me and like he rubbed off against me once but it was with his hand and it like touched my ass and I was like okay like maybe he's like stumbling like it was an accident I'm not going to say anything this persisted to go on for a few minutes of him like feeling me up in a nightclub to the point where I the bartender came back with our drinks and I said to him, I said, either you kick him out or I'm going to hit him with the bottle if he doesn't stop feeling me up. My worries now is that Andrew Tate's philosophy is that uh, women desire you and, you know, they're your property. So you are allowed to stake claim on them. If back a couple of years ago, lads were just feeling women up in nightclubs and didn't see any wrong in it just assumed they might be a bit easy they might actually like me might end up taking them home my worry is that now that the younger generation coming up are going to run with the ideology that this woman is mine Mm -hmm. I stay claim with her she's my property therefore I can do whatever I want with her 
Yeah. That's my worry with the way he is putting out his ideas. But yet then he will go and say, oh, I think women should be treasured. They should be looked after. Like, I think a woman should never have to pay a bill. Like, you know, she's to be cared for. And I'm like, that's great. Like, that would be great. But you can't go back and then say, like, women should be looked after. But women are also my property, which means like that she can't have an Instagram. If she does OnlyFans, I get a cut of the money she's making off it. It's it's not out of context when you're seeing two completely different ideas. And that's what worries me about his way of thinking and the way he is like that he can so easily get an account back and start promoting all his ways of thinking again. Is that this new generation coming up and also the generation that are currently watching him are going to think, well, look at all the women he has in his video. If that's how he's getting them, that's how I can get them. Andrew Tate absolutely fucking baffles me. Like he really does. Like obviously having his ide- like his ideals and things like that of women being my property. Uh-uh. We ain't no fucking property. We're a fucking human being. You treat us like one of you fuck off. Simple as. He reminds me of, and this people are going to think this is a this is a an awful comparison to make, but he reminds me of Harvey Weinstein in mm-hmm. the sense that he was a man with power, very much controlled the women he had based on the fact that I control your future and and your well-being and wh- and what your next step is from here and now. And that's that was his way, that was his mentality that I could get any woman I wanted was because I had money and I had power and because I had money and power, women would never say anything. They wouldn't question it. And if they did, there was a thing called hush money. Mm-hmm. You signed it, you signed this thing, you didn't open your mouth. That was the end of it. To me, that is the similarity I'm seeing with him. Even though allegedly he hasn't done anything, allegedly, there are other accounts out there that would say otherwise. But that, unfortunately, is the comparison that I am seeing in his ideologies. Vile. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean the ideal the ideologies, as Andrew was saying about like in a club, it's already a horrific place to be as a woman. Mm-hmm. Like why don't club? Four years ago, and it would have been four years ago, like three or four days ago, that when I went out, bearing in mind I was with my college best friend and her boyfriend. And I looked away for my drink for maybe a second and my drink got spiked. I was like, we already have to worry about that. And I was like, and you'd never have known. I have no memory of about six hours where my drink got spiked. I was fine. I was fine. I was fine. 15 minutes before we left the club, apparently I just, I was gone. I 
Mm-hmm. I couldn't walk. Like my friend's boyfriend was literally holding me up and having to walk me like back to hers, which wasn't far, but as like, <coughs> as even the distance, I was a dead weight. Like I had no, like think we caught, like I have no memory of how we even got from the club to where we ended up. And it's like, I lost my glasses. I had, and I mean, I'm without my glasses. I can't see anything. So imagine I'd already been drinking mixed with the, what was it, whatever was in my glass. It's like, I couldn't see a thing. And it was a thing. So we already have to worry about that now. And I mean, that was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Last year it was the. Injecting. Starting yeah. of the injection one. I mean, when you guys were here, it was massive. I mean, in the October, I mean, we all had that worry. That's why I wasn't drinking. Oh, yeah. It I, was, was I, was, I, I was to the point where I was panicked. <laughs> I had three girls staying with me. I was their main care. I say carer, but like, I say it loosely in the sense that they traveled to see me. I am. You were the only one that knew the area. Yeah, you knew where everything was. You knew the lay of the land better than we did. Yeah, I'm keeping those girls safe, whether my life fucking depended on it. And that was why for the the majority, unless we're in the house, I didn't drink all weekend, did I? Enough. Not much. No, I think. I don't think we drank much either. It was. Yeah, it's because we were so, because I think one of the nights we had been out, I think, I can't remember, was it Bijou or some other major nightclub? Because we didn't go to any of the busy ones. Because we your, fear, your fear was that something was going to happen at the busy ones. And then we woke up the next morning to find out that one of them busy nightclubs that we had chosen not to go to, a girl was after getting spiked, but was trying to be dragged out of a club, like choked <laughs> out of a club after it happening, only for the, the bouncers had stepped in. So like, it, like, it baffles me that like I I witnessed in a nightclub a lad spike a girl's drink directly in front of me and other people were around the bar. This is what this is what I couldn't understand was I was up getting a drink. This girl was like polluted, like couldn't stand, but was ordering another drink. And the one she had had was beside her. She wasn't watching it, but still it shouldn't be this mindset of girls have to constantly keep an eye on their drinks to make sure nothing's going into them. Mm-hmm. She had her head down on the counter and I just glanced, but I saw him putting it into her drink. And I was, I literally, I shook her and I told the bartender, I said, throw that out. I said, he's after spiking her drink. He's after putting something into it. And he took off. And then I flagged one of the bouncers and I said, he's after trying to spike some girl's drink. I said, he needs to get out. And I don't know, did I don't know, was he taken out or not? But the fact that it's done in such a like nonchalant, like I'm around other people, but I'm still doing it anyway, mm-hmm. is terrifying. Yeah. So it is terrifying to be a woman, not just in 2022. It's been terrifying to be a woman for the last couple of years, for probably every woman's lifetime, it has been terrifying to be a woman at one point in time. But it is even more terrifying now between that, watching your drinks, 
not being able to walk home alone, not wearing headphones when you're walking home alone, and now also having to worry about some idiot online telling young lads, hey, women are your property. You can do with them as you please. Like, they're yours. The one thing, I I, I had almost the same problem, Andrew, when it came to being in a club. I was out with a few friends, and I seen this girl, and I'd, I'd noticed that she was very floppy mm. in the sense that I could tell something wasn't right like and I'm thinking there's something not right here and I said to my friend I was like grab her there's something not right and she's going I'm not grabbing her I was going fine I'll do it so I went round and there was a guy going I'm just gonna get this last another drink lad to this bartender and the bartender nodded and I stood in front of the girl who was pretty much nearly on the floor from the bar and I went are you now I was like, she's clearly, she clearly can't consent. So I think you should just do a runner. And he went, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I went, no, I'm telling you, you are. You ain't getting nothing out of her. Because if she goes, I'll go with you and I can assure you, you'll end up with no balls. And he walked away. The bartender went, what'd you do that for? I went, because this girl clearly can't consent. And she was, she couldn't string a sentence together. She couldn't word anything. So I turned around, picked up her head. I went, do you want to go home? She went, mm-hmm. Thankfully, she had an emergency contact listed on her phone. Rang that emergency contact. I went, I'm going to send her to, what's your address? I'm going to put her in a taxi. Can you meet her at the other end? Yes. And I got a text off that same girl because I put my number in her phone. Because I got her phone, I got her thumb. Put my number and put sent a text and when she checked the text to see if she'd been texting it would have been like hi my name is tori i'm the girl that saved you from potentially being something happening to you last night but with that being said i hope you're home safe just give me a call the next month so i know you're okay and she called me and she said thank you because i only agreed to have one drink with a guy and he was a tinder date that's another thing that girl who was murdered in wales in december She'd agreed, she'd met this guy at a nightclub. It was slightly different, but she'd met this guy at a nightclub. He was a lot older. She was only, what, 18, 19, Lily Sullivan. Um, And she, they think this is the thing. This case hasn't been covered because there was no press on it whatsoever. I only heard about it because it came up on my For You page on TikTok. But this girl met this guy at a nightclub. He then went home and murdered her. He was 32-year-old man. She was, what, 18, 19? Incredibly young. That's another thing we have to worry about. Well, that's like the one... What was it? I don't remember Was it name. the Australian case? She yeah. met the guy on Tinder, yeah, and he... I went he back to his. Case. Yeah, went back to his. Yeah. And then she vanished, missing and all this. Mm-hmm. And then it had come out that, like, he'd killed her, stuffed her in a suitcase, mm-hmm. and then buried... And I was like, and he was all banking on, oh, he was so confident he didn't do anything, he didn't do anything. And then the footage came out of him buying, coming home with the suitcase, mm-hmm. leaving with the suitcase, and all the times matched up. And I'm like, if you can't even, like, you can't go on a date without worrying, oh, I'm going to get murdered. Mm-hmm. What does that say for, like, what's going to happen when to your kids? I'm like, I dread... The idea of like thing i'm thankful okay yeah i met george on tinder i was lucky i also made sure i met him in the busiest of places i could mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i was in a bar for most of it in primark shopping for half of part of it 
We met in a train station full of people. It's like I physically knew someone, someone would, would see have you. seen me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. and I did that with any date I met. How my boyfriend before that, I met on t- ex-boyfriend before that, I met him on Tinder. I met him for the first time with my best friend. Hmm. So I was like, I was like, I, do, I, we shouldn't have to worry about that. No. They don't worry about that as often. No, we do. No. If I go, if it I, is, it is sad that we, that our generation has to worry about your drink being spiked, mm-hmm. about being injected with something in a nightclub, not being able to walk home by yourself, having to put on your live location and text your friends or your parents like this is where i am now just I do keep an eye guys. keep an eye on my location so like you know where i am at all times like this is what we're dealing with it terrifies me that whenever i have kids and technology has advanced and the methods of which men are preying on women vulnerable women have doubled or have advanced and our ways of trying to keep ourselves safe no longer work for the new ways that they may have come up with that's what terrifies me it worry it does worry me that because technology is advancing so quickly what are we going to be dealing with in 10 years time it's evolved in 10 years hasn't it but then it's also the thought of, well, yeah, obviously some of us have met guys and we're happy and they're safe and all that. But what about the people that haven't? They might start off with the loveliest of guys that treat them really well. And then it could come out that. The one that doesn't use Tinder and is a bit like the one time I probably would chance it would be the time I'd meet the weirdo that wants me to sell my feet pics. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is with I said you don't use Tinder. And if you would, you have people to vet them. And mm-hmm. Tori, you're fine. We've met him. Yeah. I've met him in person. He's I've he's grilled a- him. Yeah. I physically don't- well done. He's thing is. Egg. I'm sure I could get there in a heartbeat. Andrea can think. I'm sh- I'm sorry if I asked George to drive me there because something had happened. He would. Oh, I know he would. That's the thing though. Like I was slightly <laughs> nervous. Obviously, I knew him prior. Like we went to school together for fuck's sake. So I knew him prior. I know all of his friends or know of all of his friends. But you never know. You don't. And I know he listens to the pods so- of you know you're fine hun but like at the same time we as women have to be fucking careful like i mean ted bundy was the most charming man in the world exactly we have to be fucking careful well that's it it's a thought process yeah i said you might end up with the most like loving and the best guy possible god i love george to bits i love george to bits he would not hurt a fly like Mm. he is the he is the best person but before i met him in person yeah we'd facetime but i didn't know him in person he could have all i know been pretending and when we met up he could have murdered me i wouldn't have known different because we were meeting for the first time 
you do not know no. what will happen. My mom said when I met Joe, she's like, are you sure he's not a serial killer? Mom, I don't know that, but I'll find out when I get there. And she was like, that doesn't fill me with much confidence. That's so like Catherine, the new goal. Yeah, Catherine, <laughs> Catherine has my location for everything. So for anything, what and I have to have hers because she's a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect timing. timing. But that, like, with that being said, like, I have to know where she is because prior to this, there's been instances where I've had to go and collect her because there's been a situation. Granted, it's not maimed at men, but it's been a situation where I've had a phone call and it's we need you here immediately and it's like i'm here where where do i need to be but it's like it's that worry that if i didn't have her location she didn't have my what the fuck would you do and i guess this isn't don't get us wrong this is absolutely not every man on the planet there the problem is is that the good ones and the decent ones are getting roped in with this whole concept because and they ha- they've had to be like it's not all men and we know it's not but the problem is is that the good ones and the decent ones are completely pushed aside mm-hmm. because it is the alluring ones it is the charming ones it is the ones that catch your eye straight away and have that air of mystery to them are the ones that end up being the guys that are the harmful ones, the ones that you have to worry about. And it like, I'm a bit like Cher. I'm like, I love men. I think men are great. Yeah. (laughs) But like, it is, it, it is just, it's, we have diverted a bit off Andrew Tate, but on like this kind of, they link together, unfortunately with this can, it's going to end up being about both about, um, you know, being a woman in the modern day age and about Andrew Tate. But I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, wor- I worry about the well, generation analogy. coming up. It's that analogy. Not all snakes are poisonous, but you still wouldn't trust it. Because you don't know. I'm like, I, don't, I could not tell you the difference between a venomous or poisonous snake to a garden snake that will not do you mm-hmm. harm. I don't know the difference. I can't look at a man and go, oh, he looks safe. He could mm. look the safest of all people and he could still end up being a misogynistic, homophobic, racist, anything that just you would not want in your mm. life. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunately, it's unfortunately <laughs> until you get to the point of behind closed doors you find that out when it's too late for you to be like shit like this is not what I intended and you are not who I thought you were supposed to be because they're not going to put the worst front out when you first meet they're going to put their best front it is until you are behind closed doors that you see you are definitely not what I expected you to be and what you have told me and kind of convinced me you are. But um, but yeah, that is this diverted into two different topics, <laughs> but I think we covered a lot. 
Yeah, we did. Um, let us know what your uh, your beliefs and your opinions are on Andrew Tate. Also, let us know what your experiences or what your opinions on being a woman in this day and age are. Some of the struggles maybe that you've had or some of the things you've had to put up with or alter in your life because yeah. That are out there. If you uh, feel comfortable, tell us some stories of when you've had to either protect yourself or somebody that you know from somebody who's taken advantage or something along those lines when they've when they've tried to take advantage, for example. But this was a very productive podcast. I I feel like do you know like when like, you just feel like you've vented quite a lot I feel like I've got a lot off my chest after I that. feel like I'll sleep like a baby tonight <laughs> yeah I mm. also I also will but uh thank you to all the lovelies that are listening if you have any suggestions on what you would like us to cover next a person maybe you would like us to discuss anything like that make sure to let us know yeah we can't wait we're very excited we're very excited to do the army hammer documentary so excited so excited to cover that thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week bye Bye, guys